0: Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine, and this is
1: Jeremiah.
0: Hey, Jeremiah. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: (laughs) I'm good. Uh, It's been a while.
1: It has been. It has. I know.
0: Two weeks it's been since uh, we last chit chatted. Mm -hmm. So a lot has happened. So welcome to everybody out there. Thank you for joining us. it's Like I said, it's been about two weeks since he and I chit-chatted, so mm-hmm. we've actually mm-hmm. spent about an hour catching up before we even got onto this, uh, and we're going to be on here for another hour, probably.
1: Yes. Yeah. yes.
0: So, but we'll try to be a little more timely and uh, not take up everybody's time. So, uh, anyway, today is uh, episode, what is it, 72.1? One, uh-huh. 72.1, sure and we uh-huh. are... Exodus 38, I think.
1: Yes, that's where I have
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have my Bible open yet, so I haven't looked, Uh but I'm going off of my memory from yesterday, which that's amazing that I can remember that. So (laughs) So I hope everybody out there is doing well. Uh, I mentioned yesterday that we don't know what time of day it is. Uh, We don't even Mm. know what day it is that you're listening to this, but we're glad that you're here. And uh, maybe, like I said yesterday, maybe you're having a cup of coffee while you're uh, getting ready to listen or watch us. But uh, we're just glad that we get to do this every
1: week. Exactly. Yeah. I wish I had so, a cup of coffee.
0: I, You know, I've got my tea over here. I've already had two cups of coffee. You know, trying to get mm. back on California time from Hawaii. So everybody knows that I was in Hawaii. You were on a cruise... Uh, we took a little bit of time off and uh, got a little refreshing and uh, so I felt like I was being a little stale. You know, I mentioned earlier and i was going to i meant to talk to you about this before we got on to filming or whatever recording so every day, I say the um, prayer of salvation for yes. everybody and i i 'm afraid it 's getting stale. That I keep saying it every day. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. We'll have to talk about this after we get off camera and make a decision. But I don't know if we should cut it back to like twice a week or I don't know. But we need to pray about it and think about it.
1: Yeah, I do know that uh, one of our listeners reached out to us and talked about that too. So yeah, that's a good conversation we should have.
0: Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you told See, I didn't know that.
1: You didn't get that email?
0: No, I didn't get that email. That's so weird.
1: Okay, I'll forward it to you.
0: I'll have to look. Oh Well, usually we g- well, maybe they only made it to you.
1: No. Maybe cool. they didn't
0: want to hurt my feelings.
1: No, 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 no. No. It was-
0: oh. Uh,
1: it's just a quick, short opinion. Um, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it wasn't malicious or anything. No, it was very nice. Very sweet.
0: No, I wouldn't I wouldn't be offended. I don't want anybody to feel I feel like I'm off camera here. There. Again, it's better. I'm like looking at myself. <laughs> um so I don't want anybody to feel like I'm pushing it upon them. Uh, I always say it's between them and God and uh mm-hmm. you know. So, no, it would not it would not hurt my feelings at all. Uh, I yeah. just don't want a day to go by that somebody like in that moment, like expecting to be able to say the prayer and then I don't say it.
1: Well, that's essentially essentially what the email said was it's good to have. But we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about it later. And we'll get back to everybody as to what, yeah, yeah. you know, we we are always God driven and we want to be in his will. What what mm-hmm. happens, you know, like I noticed like when you watch, uh, I you know, when I watch church or if I'm in church, they don't always do it every week. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. even Robert didn't do it every week. So, you know, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We will. Yeah, always do. Just got to pray about it. And God will tell us. So that was the one thing. And then the other thing I was thinking too, because it's very stressful for me to try. I thought it was cute and fun to name each day, like, you know, Motivation Monday and Wednesday uh-huh. is worship Wednesday. But it, it actually puts us in a box that I have to do a verse that goes that for that particular theme for that day. So I think as of Monday, I think we're going to just go to Bible verse. Okay. And whatever God is leading us to.
1: I can go with that. It is, it is kind of tough. I know you do more than I do. So trying to be very specific every day of the week is not necessarily – It's it can be time-consuming.
0: It It v- is very much time-consuming because, like, I'm looking for a spe- – you know, and there's tons of Bible verses. I mean, right. tons, obviously. Uh, I also like to not do your mainstream, you know, everybody does, you know, John 3.16 or whatever. Right, I don't right. want to do that. I want to be, like, God-driven again. I want to, you know, whatever God's putting on my heart to post for that day and I don't want it to have to be a theme. So, as much as it was cute for the last couple of months, I think we should just go to a Bible verse for the day and whatever God's leading us to post is what we post. I like that. All right, cool. So that that's that's an agreement. So, thank you Jesus. Got that off.
1: Yes. <laughs> my plate.
0: <laughs> So with that, uh, we are not going to delay. Uh, uh, Jeremiah, you're going to open us up in prayer. Yes, I am. And then we will give you the last uh, friends and family Bible verse for the for forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's pray. Okay. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we come before you now, before your throne, and 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 just praise you. And bless you, Lord. Uh, What an amazing, amazing life uh, that an opportunity that you've given us. Um, It's not always rosy; it's not supposed to be. And uh, I'm thankful for the times that uh, I need to grow. Uh, Maybe not going through it, but I can always look back and say, you know, that's there's. I always believe there's there's a reason things happen. And whether it makes us grow or change or think, whatever it is, Lord, I am thankful uh, in the end for those opportunities. I'm thankful for that we get to uh, do this uh, podcast and, and read your word into the world, Lord. Today on my heart, I am just really recently, uh, I want to pray for our, our listeners that may be going through or or know someone that's going through any kind of Uh, depression or anxiety Lord uh, some kind of mental barriers Uh, it's been on my heart for the last few days maybe week just thinking about uh, the struggles that I've been through and that I see others going through Lord and it's 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 hard work to get through them and I don't think I'm ever going to be done working on it Uh, but my prayers for encouragement for strength and the uh, willingness to keep moving forward Uh, Even in the darkest days, Lord, Uh, there is light somewhere. And my prayer is that for those of us that are going through any of these periods at any time that we can uh, just get a glimmer of that light and hopefully lead us back out of the hole that we get into, Lord. Mm -hmm. And um, I pray for those that support us and that maybe aren't going through it, but they have to to aid or help us (laughs) to go through it. That one that we have someone to help us get through it. And that you're able to give patience and guidance and wisdom to those that help pull us out of the holes that we we dig sometimes, Lord. And thank you for, for Jesus uh, yeah. and the Holy Spirit, Lord. Uh, because of Jesus' sacrifice, your sacrifice on the cross, we can actually come straight to you uh, when we're in these times of trouble, Lord. And the Holy Spirit, uh, if we're willing and able, we accept it and we can... Um, again pull ourselves out uh, with others help with your help and, and be able to start walking a different path when needed Lord uh, without that sacrifice uh, the living sacrifice things could be uh, a little bit more difficult than what they are Lord so thank you so much for, for this opportunity again for the life that we live and uh, I pray all this in Jesus name Amen, Amen.
0: Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Amen. So
0: when we do uh, the little things, uh, I'm going to go back to that prayer. We'll talk about it. Because that's interesting. I was just having a conversation with somebody else about that that you brought up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not... Not depression, so to speak, but, well, I guess, though, like we talked about being in a funk. So, you know, I think a funk is not quite depression. It's kind of just a funk. It's like, it's like a lower, right? You know what I mean? Like you're in a funk, then you can be in like a deeper funk. And then I think it gets into, it might escalate into, you know, a depression. You know what I mean? Mm So anyway, we'll talk about that later. All right. You want us to give us our uh, Bible verse of the day?
1: Bible verse of the day is Proverbs 17, verse 17. A friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in a time of need. So I think that's kind of um, relevant to what we're talking about, too, is, um, you know, friends can come and go. Hopefully you get good ones that stay loyal, but when your family... Uh, are going to be there in that time that you really, really need them. And, you know, I don't think family necessarily means this nec- blood family. I think it's people that come into your life and stay in your life. I think, you know, I have a few of those. And I think that's that's family. That's It's more than a friend.
0: I think that that is an excellent Bible verse. Uh, and I think you're right. Uh, family doesn't have to be blood family, especially like for people like us. Not you and I, but me and my family, you know, being military, you are away from your blood family, not out of choice sometimes. And so the people that you surround yourself with become your family. Mm -hmm. And so like when I was in San Antonio, the, you know, huge uh, family support from people that were not blood related. Mm Mm-hmm. And you you know, it's so funny because I was just talking to my friend Sharon, who is like my sister. She is my sister. Uh, so I was saying how what and I don't know if we've talked about this, but when you move away from people, you find that you are the person that has the for whatever reason the responsibility of trying to keep up with everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not that they forget about you. It's just that you're not there anymore. So they don't think to reach out many times. There are a handful of people that I've kept in touch with, you know, sporadically, you know. um, But there are some people like Sharon who, you know, I mean, not a day goes by that we don't talk. So except on the weekends. Um, So there are certain people like that. Like you said, there's a season. There's a season for some people. Some people are in your life for a short period. Some people are in it for the long haul. So, and that's what I have found. So with that said, so somebody that I thought didn't think about me much reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and I was like, wow, didn't, I, I just didn't think I was like, not not important but
1: well yeah i just didn't think
0: yeah. i was being thought about yeah so i don't know and then like you and i like we didn't talk for years and years and years yeah but you know it's now going on a year and a half that you know we reconnected right
1: and we we can't stop talking
0: and we cannot <laughs> shut up <laughs>
1: what <laughs> It's so funny because I know there's so many things that we don't necessarily know about our lives in the last few years, but we don't even get to that because (laughs) we're just talking about what's happening now with us.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about, like, I I don't... What year did you leave CBC?
1: Ooh, 2009.
0: Okay, so I left in 2012. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So between 2009, 2012... That's what, four years. Right. And then from 2012 to 2000, it was some, I remember this, it was two, summer of 2019 when you reached out to me because I was at, you know, taking care of my mom. Right. So that was another seven years. Now, mm-hmm. I know that in between, I think there were one or two times where we reached out, like we talked via text, but nothing mm-hmm. ever came of it. And then of course it was 2021. When I came to you, the like October, September, October, right? Right. When we started doing this, mm-hmm. so you know, God is funny. He, you know, he he's is. he's a he's, it's he's, it's interesting. how it, you know, he brings us back together. But we, I, yeah, between two thousand and
1: nine and two thousand twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, there's tons of stuff you don't know that. Yeah. We did.
0: <laughs> it's like. Our children grew up. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: it's, it's just crazy. crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. I just
1: reached out to a friend of mine. I hadn't talked to him in years. I reached out to him. Just was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah. Uh, something came up that he has done that we both dreamt of doing, and so I just was like, "Hey, I need to reach out to him, tell him how proud I am of him, and reconnect." So
0: nice.
1: Yeah, one of my oldest friends.
0: See, you know, God is good. God is so good. I have a friend. I have known her. I don't know if I've talked to you about this. My friend Fran from New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Kindergarten. Oh, wow. So we're talking 55 years. I never thought in a million years I'd be saying I've known somebody for 55 years. Like, I'm now that person. I am the person now, like when I go, I have been going to physical therapy they're like, you know, I know that they're, I know it's low impact and you're not supposed to push yourself, you know, to pain and all that good stuff. But I'm right. just like, I was the guy who was like bench pressing, like, you know, <laughs> I don't even know what I was bench pressing, but for a girl, it was a lot, you know? Yeah. And now they're like, oh, do you think that, you know, is 10 pounds too much for you? I'm like, no.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, but I'm that little white haired lady now. It's really weird. Yeah, you know, Rich sa- I've told you, Rich says that white hair gets you places. I got to tell you, people are like, Where was I at? Oh, at the Costco. You going to need help with that big bag of ice? I, I think I'm okay with the 20 pound of bag of ice. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> nice. nice. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's dive in and start reading. All right. So, everybody who's out there, who's been listening to our craziness, um, we are, yes, episode 72.1, and this is Exodus uh, chapter 38. So, we're going to continue reading about building the altar and offerings and all sorts of stuff. So, hang in there. Let me just say... To everybody, I, I, I know I just noticed that we're ending uh Exodus in a couple of chapters, <clears throat> and then we're gonna go into Leviticus, which is I think I've mentioned it, it's a lot of rules and regulations mm-hmm. of a lot of stuff. If you've never read Leviticus, it is, and I'm gonna use the word because I don't want to say this anything bad about God's word because it's all good, but it is a little tedious to read. So just hang in there, keep reading and keep plugging away at it because it's, you're going to start getting into good stuff. I promise it's going
1: to, you know, yeah, I've been thinking about that. Like it's good to know though, like the background, it's kind of like a history lesson as far as to what was going on at the time anyways, and why they had to live a certain way, you know, and, uh, we'll make it we'll make it as as interesting as we can.
0: We are going to try and make it as interesting as we can. Uh I don't ever want it to be um something that's a burden or hard to do, but again, uh the more you read it, the more it becomes um clear and yeah. it, it it's it, you just got to keep reading and uh we'll we'll get to that later when we talk about the little things we'll talk more about it okay chapter 38 building the altar of burnt offering next bezalel used akasha wood to construct the square altar of burnt offering it was seven and a half feet wide seven and a half feet long and four and a half feet high He made horns for each of its four corners so that the horns and altar were all one piece. He overlaid the altar with bronze. Then he made all the altar utensils of bronze, the ash bucket, the shovels, basins, meat forks, and fire pans. Next, he made a bronze grating and installed it halfway down the side of the altar. Uh, I'm sorry, under the ledge. He cast four rings and attached them to the corners of the bronze grating to hold the carrying poles. He made the poles from acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. He inserted the poles through the rings on the sides of the altar. The altar was hollow and was made from planks. <coughs> Building the Wash Basin Bezalel made the bronze wash basin and its bronze stand from bronze mirrors donated by the women who served at the entrance of the tabernacle building the courtyard then bezalel made the courtyard which was enclosed with curtains made of finely woven linen on the south side of the curtains were 100 on the south side the curtains were 150 feet long they were held up by 20 posts set securely in 20 bronze bases he hung the curtains with silver hooks and rings He made a similar set of curtains for the north side, 150 feet of curtains held up by 20 posts set securely in bronze bases. He hung the curtains with silver hooks and rings. The curtains on the west end of the courtyard were 75 feet long, hung with silver hooks and rings and supported by 10 posts set into 10 bases. The east end, the front, was also 75 feet long. The courtyard entrance was on the east end flanked by two curtains. The curtain on the right side was 22 and a half feet long and was supported by three posts set into three bases. The curtain on the left side was also 22 and a half feet long and was supported by three posts set into three bases. All the curtains used in the courtyard were made of finely woven linen. Each post had a bronze base and all the hooks and rings were silver. The tops of the posts of the courtyard were overlaid with silver and the rings to hold up the curtains were made of silver. He made the curtain for the entrance to the courtyard of finely woven linen and he decorated with beautiful embroidery in blue, purple, and scarlet thread. It was 30 feet long and its height was seven and a half feet just like the curtains of the courtyard walls it was supported by four posts each by each set securely in its own bronze base the tops of the posts were overlaid with silver and the hooks and rings were also made of silver all the tent pegs used in the tabernacle and courtyard were made of bronze inventory of materials This is an inventory of the materials used in building the tabernacle of the covenant. The Levites compiled the figures as Moses directed. Uh, And Ithamar, son of Aaron, the priest, served as recorder. Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses. He was assisted by Aholiab, son of a of the tribe of Dan, a craftsman expert at engraving, designing, and embroidering with blue purple, and scarlet thread on fine linen cloth, the people brought special offerings of gold totaling two thousand one hundred and ninety three pounds, as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. This gold was used throughout the tabernacle. The whole community of Israel gave. 7,545 pounds of silver as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. This silver came from the tax collected from each man registered in the census. The tax is one becca which is half a shekel based on the sanctuary shekel. The tax was collected from 603,550 men who had reached their 20th birthday. The hundred bases for the frames of the sanctuary walls and for the posts supporting the inner curtain required 7,500 pounds of silver, about seventy pounds. I'm sorry, 75 pounds for each base. The remaining 45 pounds of silver was used to make the hooks and rings and to overlay the tops of the posts. The people also brought a special offering, 5,310 pounds of bronze, which was used for casting the bases for the posts at the entrance to the tabernacle and for the bronze altar with its bronze grating and all the altar utensils. Bronze was also used to make the bases for the posts that supported the curtains around the courtyard. The bases for the curtain at the entrance of the courtyard, and all the tent pegs for the tabernacle and the courtyard. Whew, that was a lot.
1: That that was, and I, I didn't really highlight a whole lot. No. Um, and so <laughs> I'll say this is one of the things that you know I'm not well read in. Is I know that um the the Bible and the Jewish tradition is very like involved with numbers. And I'm, there are significances to all these numbers and why they have to be so precise, but I have no idea why.
0: (laughs) Well, I think, and I've mentioned it uh, a couple of episodes back. I think it's because God is so precise like when God was giving Moses all of these instructions way back, like 10 chapters ago. Uh, oh, thank you. I'm so glad you did that because as I was thinking about it, I was thinking it's a big rectangle.
1: Yeah. And this is, I mean, this is the best on short notice. This is like the best I could find. And I know it's probably kind of hard to see, but um, so that's, yeah, the the whole tabernacle courtyard area.
0: Right, and then the tabernacle I'm point I'm sitting here pointing as if everybody can pointing at it. <laughs> but that centerpiece, I believe, is the tabernacle. Inside of that is where they do all their burnt offerings and whatnot, and that's where the Ark of the Covenant, I think, is as well. Right. So um I did highlight a little bit, uh and there was some things that I wanted to highlight and I didn't get back to go back to read, uh, to do it. But, um, I mentioned yesterday when we were talking about the Ark of the Covenant and I said, <clears throat> as I was reading the description of it, it just brings back the whole Indiana Jones thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I remember, uh, I think like Steven Spielberg must've really done, his, well, he's, A, he's Jewish, so he probably had a little bit of background with that from growing up, maybe, or maybe presently. I don't know if he's practicing or whatever. But anyway, uh, so if you remember, it had the angels on the top cover. Mm -hmm. The angels were facing each other, and they were facing down, looking down with their wings up to protect the Ark of the Covenant. So that, to me, is like my picture in my head of what, And it was gold. Right. You know, and if we remember correctly, when they opened up the top of it, you know, the angels come out and, you know, the faces melt off because you're not supposed to see the face of God and all that stuff, which I thought was pretty cool. I saw saw that movie like 20 times easily in the movie theater. (laughs) Like, who didn't, right?
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so let's go back to... Uh, the, the, uh, the the altar itself is okay. So seven and a half feet wide. So if you put that into perspective, you know, the average man is six foot, right? So it's a little bit over six foot, seven, I mean, seven and a half feet wide. So it's a little bit bigger than a, a man. Uh, so seven and a half feet wide, seven and a half feet long. And four and a half feet high. So that's a square, right?
1: Yeah. It should
0: be a square. That looks like a rectangle.
1: It does look like a rectangle, but this is, yeah.
0: So, so I'm in, you know, in my head, I'm thinking seven and a half feet wide, seven and a half feet long and four and a half feet high, which is just a little bit shorter than me. So it's not that high. No. Okay. I don't know why I got hung up on sizes, but I just was. I didn't highlight again until verse 21. Did you do anything between...
1: I didn't, just because it was a lot of explanation. I mean, there's a lot of detail. Yeah. Um, I will say that, like, what was going through my head as we're reading this is how everything was put in bronze or silver and the explanation that the altar was actually hollow. And even though it's made of bronze, I guess that makes it lighter to be able to carry when they need to, you know?
0: Well, that's the thing. It had to be a traveling tabernacle. It had to be able to get packed up and moved because they're still on the go to get to Canaan, right?
1: Exactly. They're not
0: there yet. You know, they're still underwater. out in the middle of the de- the desert, right? Mm-hmm. The The thing that pinged on me, though, too, was it kept saying, you know, Bezalel made the bronze washbin and Bezalel made the courtyard, you know, and he made the curtains. But I he had to have help. He wasn't doing this by For himself. Sure. He had all the people, right? Yeah. But uh, when it goes into the inventory, I highlighted 21. This is an inventory of the materials used in building the tabernacle of the covenant. The Levites compiled the figures as Moses directed. And then down in 22, uh, they made everything just as the Lord had commanded. That's why it was so precise, because they were doing it exactly the way God and and All of this description is like the same description that God gave us back when he was telling Moses how to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's very repetitive, but it's just reinforcing that God is a God of order and he wants it done the way he wants it done. That's the way I took it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And then I did highlight the number back down in... Twenty-six. The tax was collected from six hundred and three thousand five hundred and fifty uh, wow. men who had reached their twentieth birthdays. So, if we remember way back when they were crossing through the Red Sea, there were five hundred thousand men, men, right?
1: Men, yeah.
0: So, you know, we're now the Israelites are growing again by another hundred thousand. So, well, at,
1: at minimum, because it doesn't say. Women and children,
0: right, right. So, I, I don't know. That just kind of pinged on me a little bit. And I think that's it. That's all I did. I didn't, you know, yeah. like like you said, this was just a lot of, um, you know, precise numbers, measuring, building, you know, and it's going to continue, you know, into thirty nine. It's going to talk about how they <clears throat> make the priests' clothes and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, it's going to be like that till the end. And then I don't know what's going to happen in Leviticus, but hang in there, everybody. It's going to, it's going to keep going and we're going to keep going and we're going to.
1: It's, it's always curious to me too. I mean, considering what age they were in and how they were able to, like, that's a lot of bronze. It's a lot of silver. That's a lot of gold. I mean, to be able to melt that down. and and construct these things and then engrave them. Well... Like, even now, I don't think that's easy to do. So, imagine, you know, then, you know...
0: Well, if you think about it, if you kind of break it down... Okay, so there's 2,193 pounds of gold, right? 2,193. There are 16 ounces in one pound. Okay. Right? There's 16 ounces in one pound right now. This is what I was thinking because money goes through my head. Gold right now is at about, I don't know, like $4,000 an ounce or something like that. It's something crazy. Mm -hmm. So four times 16 or four thousand, right? 16 times 4,000, whatever that humongous number is. I know you're going to calculate it for us.
1: Yes, I, I am. am. So, what? Say that again. What are you so, trying to figure out?
0: I, I wasn't. I'm just going crazy here. So, four times sixteen is what?
1: Four times sixteen. Sixty-four. Yeah. What is it? Sixty-four.
0: So, so. Let's say so. Four thousand times sixteen is sixty-four hundred
1: thousand. Sixty-four thousand.
0: Sixty-four thousand dollars. Ounces per wait. pound is how much that costs, right?
1: Okay. Well, hang on. Hang on. Let's start over. I don't think we calculated that right. Okay.
0: If, if two, one ounce is say four thousand dollars.
1: Wait. Wait. Well, they had they had two thousand one hundred ninety-three pounds. Of gold. Right? Right. So times so, that by 16. They had 35,000.
0: No. Is that right?
1: Because there's are 16 ounces in a pound. Okay. So if you take
0: 2,193
1: pounds times 16. So they had 35. Essentially, thirty-five thousand ounces of gold. Right.
0: Correct. Times four thousand.
1: Then that okay. times four thousand.
0: Okay. One
1: hundred and forty million dollars in today's standards. Oh,
0: That's crazy. Forty
1: million dollars worth of gold.
0: It's crazy, right?
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: It was just so mind boggling to me how, and the silver, you know, the silver was crazy. 7,500 pounds. I mean, that, I mean, this is, this is my wedding, not my wedding, my mom's ring. You know, this is like maybe, I don't know, might be, it's not an ounce. There's no way that that's an ounce of gold. Right. Like, you know. I don't know. It just, I don't know that the whole thing just blows my mind, Mm -hmm. you know, how much they had and how much they poured into this, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, but it was all for the glory of God. I mean, it wasn't for them. It Mm -hmm. was, you know, to show the glory of God and to give him the sacrifices and to, uh, you know, you know, come to, uh, the priests with whatever, problems they had or whatever so it was all for god's glory that that this was built for
1: right so
0: can't really put a monetary price on it we just mm-hmm. we were just chasing a rabbit that's all i'm sorry fun to do. <laughs> sorry to everybody that we did that anyway <clears throat> so uh that's it for the reading for today uh as always we uh we, we were talking about earlier we always give you the opportunity to say the prayer of salvation. So, we're going to go ahead and do that today. Uh, and then we'll do a little short, hopefully, uh, the little things. I have a couple of things. I know. <laughs> I have a few things to talk about. Maybe I'll, I'll only do a couple of them. So, let's go ahead and, and pray. Uh, if you feel led to uh, give your life to Jesus, this is your moment. Not through us, obviously, it's through you and God and, and your relationship with Him. So, Let's pray. Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you said that prayer for the first time, uh, congratulations. We always say mark it in your Bible for today was the day that you accepted Jesus. It's your new birthday. Uh, it is a celebration. Tell somebody, because somebody's been praying for you to accept amen. Jesus, I'm sure of it. Uh, and uh, we always suggest you to get to a church or a pastor, somebody who can help you to navigate uh, to the next Level and we'd love to hear from you. So uh, Jeremiah will tell you how you can contact us.
1: You can contact us by email at Jeremiah at leap of faith Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast org. Check us out on our Facebook page, Leap of Faith Podcast, and Instagram. Uh, we do have a website which is uh, being updated as we go, leapoffaithpodcast There
0: you go. So. Get involved. Uh, Get involved and find out where you can uh, serve the Lord is basically what it comes down to. Uh, We want to be in his will. Pray about it. God will tell you exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And, um, you know, the more you read your Bible, the better you get to know him. And the easier it is to communicate with him and hear what he has to say to you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, some people actually have those uh, moments. And I... I believe these do happen, that they actually hear God. I I do believe that happens. I have not been privy to that. I've never actually heard the voice of God. Uh, And if he ever did, he probably knows I would keel over and, you know, (laughs) faint, whatever. (laughs) So Anyway, Um, so the little things. Did you have anything you wanted to talk about? This should not only be me.
1: Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I don't know what the little things are today.
0: Okay. Yeah. I did not, I didn't bring them up, right?
1: You didn't give me any, no, it's a surprise. It's a surprise.
0: Okay. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, and it all kind of, kind of bleeds together. So everybody out there uh, is aware of this new movie called the Jesus revolution. Have you seen it yet? I've not. Okay, so I'm very upset with myself, because about a month ago, uh, the church that's attached to Gabriel's school had a free showing of it, and I actually got free tickets to go, and I forgot, like I was in the middle of dinner, I know, and I'm like, oh no, (laughs) the Jesus movie is playing right now, (laughs) and I'm still here, and it's 30 minutes away, there was no way for me to get there on time, absolutely not. So I missed out on seeing it for free, which is fine. I don't mind supporting uh, this uh, ministry at all. So I don't mind as long as they're getting the money and not Hollywood. That's great. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, So how I'm attached to this, it's like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's like seven degrees of Greg Laurie. So six years ago, Ray Jones did a... uh, concert with the choir the old choir from cbc everybody got together and they went to phoenix where greg Laurie, uh who is the founder i think of harvest ministries and so he does he does these revivals like billy uh billy graham revivals Uh so gabriel and i got to sing uh with the choir we were actually on the front line with the front line singers Uh, and so I was like right in front of the stage and I actually have a picture of, um, oh gosh, what's the lead singer's name from, uh, Mercy Me? What's his name? They did the movie about him. I can only imagine. Go ahead, do your magic. Oh my gosh, how do I not...
1: Bart Miller.
0: Oh, Miller? Bart Miller, yeah, Millard, yeah, Millard. So he's he's behind me, and Gabriel and I are stand next to each other, and I wanted to like turn around and take a picture <laughs> of him behind me, but instead I did like a selfie, like oh yeah yeah. <laughs> so there's this picture. I just saw it the other day. Anyway, so. We got to do that. I don't know how many people got saved that day. It was amazing. It was really cool. My sister came. Her and her husband were singing with the choir. It was fun. So, Greg Laurie is one of the people in the movie that, you know, and I don't know the whole story about the movie, but he's in it. And then, (laughs) it's so crazy. So, and I don't remember the guy's name. But, backing up, Gabriel went on a, um, what do you call it, mission trip up to San Francisco with a thing called YWAM, which is Youth Ministry, I don't know what it is, but anyway, something out in the world, and they're reaching out to people all over the world, Mm -hmm. so... The guy that started that ministry was actually preaching at the church in Hawaii that we went to church that day on Sunday. And it was like, okay, everybody's got to go to church. And we're like, oh, can't we just watch church on TV? I'm like, no, we have to go to church. We have to go into church. And that was the reason why. And he was giving away these books. And it was just like so God-oriented. It was so amazing to me. Like it was so God-led. And so, um, turns out that one of the kids that Gabriel went on this mission trip with, one of his friends, Judah, is actually going to go to the YWAM on the Big Island in Hilo, not Hilo, Kona, and kind of get trained Mm -hmm. to be part of this YWAM ministry. So I went to the guy that was preaching that day and he signed the book. And he gave me his phone number to give to Judah. Nice. I know. I'm like, God is so good. That's cool. It's like he says, if Judah has any questions, he can call me. This is my phone number. This is my cell number. I'm like, how cool is that? So when, the, you know, it just all. Yeah. So going into another thing about books so Greg Laurie wrote a book called Lennon, G, uh, Lennon, Dylan, Alice, and Jesus, and it's all about how John Lennon supposedly got saved. Really? Supposedly, I don't know. I got to read yeah. the book now. Uh, Bob Dylan got saved, and of course, Great. we all know Alice Cooper got saved. You know, the crazy mm-hmm. guy with the black makeup on his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all about how rock and roll and, uh, these rock and roll legends started out mm-hmm. probably in a Christian family, kind of fell off the deep end. Some of them came back. Some of them didn't make it. Some right. Of them, you know, so I'm interested. I started reading that book, which looks really pretty
1: cool. I would like to read it. Um, I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan. Huge Bob Dylan You fan.
0: are? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is what it looks like. Let's see if it'll pop up. That's what it... That's what it looks like. Yeah. That's the cover. Can you see it? Oh, it's. Yeah, you started reading it there. I, I have a sample that I started reading. Oh, okay. So. um,
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to get that.
0: You know, Greg Laurie. Well, I like to read these books through my library, but they haven't uploaded it to the library yet. So, which is fine. I'll, I'll buy the book. I'm okay with that. Um, Greg Laurie also wrote a book about Billy Graham uh Johnny Cash and Steve McQueen which that was back in 2016 oh, wow. apparently Steve McQueen got saved through the Billy Graham crusades oh wow so it's really kind of cool you know there's just there's so much that people have no idea about it's it's amazing yeah uh and there are more people in the entertainment industry I think than that we don't know about who are actually yeah you know, Christians. And apparently Kelsey Grammer, who plays in the Jesus Revolution, he plays the pastor, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, He's apparently a Christian. Who knew? Frasier was a Christian.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I knew, I'd seen that he was in the movie, so that kind of surprised me, but...
0: Well, if you actually go start looking through some of these Christian movies, um, the kid that plays Archie in Riverdale, he's the one that played uh, Jeremy Camp. Hmm. And I can't remember the name of that movie, but it's one of my favorite movies. It's really good. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, all these people start popping up that um, there's... Uh, what's her name? Angela, forget her last name. She's a comedian. The one that does the thing about the nails when she goes to get her nails done at the manicurist. you never seen that? Oh my gosh, I'm going to send you that. It's so funny. Anyway, she's a Christian. She's popped up into a couple of things. Oh, the guy that played uh in uh Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he ends up being the bad guy.
1: Never watched that.
0: You've not seen Agents of Shield?
1: No, I never watched <sighs> any of that.
0: Oh, I you should that. watch those. Those are good. Yeah, those are
1: <laughs> really
0: good. Anyway. He was in a Christian movie. So all these yep. people keep popping up in these Christian movies. I don't think yeah. they'd be doing them if they didn't believe in Christ. I don't think they I would wouldn't
1: think so. Because that I know they can't pay very well. I don't think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So last but not least. Oh, so the other thing I brought up was Blue Like Jazz. Is that backwards? No, that's right. Oh, it's backwards on my screen. Did you tell me about this? Yeah, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. This is the book I've been... it's It's all of 200 pages. It was given to me back, I don't even know, 240 two pages. Anyway, never read it. Friend of mine gave it to me. I had no idea why she gave it to me. Um, but the one thing that I got out of this book so far is that the presentation, and I could be wrong on this. We talked about this earlier. So Christians have a bad reputation for pushing their beliefs onto people. I think and two things about Jesus that people don't know about is that he will never force himself on anybody. Mm -hmm. He's never done. He will knock on the door, but he will wait for you to open the door. He will never force himself in the door. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the problem for lack of a better word. The presentation is too forceful, I think. And it's, what do you think?
1: No, I would agree with that. I mean, and that's why I always talk about love. I mean, we got to love people where they are, right? And and show them Jesus and not tell them Jesus.
0: Did we talk about that? Come as you
1: are? Like, yes. don't wait to be. We did. We, yeah, we've talked about that.
0: We did. Okay. Sorry. We're It's been so long, but I, yeah, it's like, why wait? I got to yeah. wait till I'm good to get saved. You don't have to wait to be good to be saved. Yeah, Come yeah. as you are. Mm-hmm. So that's what I got from this. It's like we need to show who Jesus is because that's the message of what the Christian beliefs are. It's like you mm-hmm. you, you got to flip it and show Jesus to people and right. have them get to know Jesus through us. And that, I think, is the biggest hurdle that we have you know, and we're so like on fire. It's like, we're so excited because we want everybody to feel what we feel, you know, and it, it, anyway, so what they did in this book, I thought this was really cool. I don't know how old they were. They're all about college age. I think when they wrote this book, they built this confessional for at some sort of event, some school event. And but the premise of it was not for the people who are coming in to confess. It's the person on the priest's side, quote unquote, the priest side, who's going to confess to the person and apologize to them for not being Christ-like. And for, you know, they were apologizing for the crusades and for, mm-hmm. you know, all the times that people went into the mission field, forcing people you know, to turn to being Christian. So they flipped it. It's like, I'm not going to have you apologize to me, to God. I'm going to apologize for all the past stupidity of how we tried to get people. Interesting. Isn't that kind of a cool concept?
1: I do like that.
0: I know. I thought that was really cool. So I just thought. I'm bringing this up because I just, I was convicted. I'm like, I got to be Jesus. Yeah. You know, I have to be the representation of Jesus. Right. And, you know, that's how we have to convey the message. And I don't think I've always done that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so, uh, last but not least for me, these are my little notes that I have notes. So, uh, Lent started last Wednesday, and I didn't get a chance to bring that up to everybody. And it's not too Mm -hmm. late. Um, I gave up games. So, it's been a week. I haven't played Words with Friends. I haven't played Solitaire on my computer. I haven't played Sudoku. What's the other one? Oh, Mahjong. That's the other one I like to play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I gave up. For, for the last week, it's a little, yeah.
1: It's tough. interesting Have you given anything up? No. I knew it happened, but I didn't do that.
0: You know, like I said, it's not too late. You can always think about it, pray about it. No, this true. is not just for Jeremiah. That's for anybody who's right. out there. It's only right. been a week. It's only 40 days. Now it's 40 days minus seven. So it's 33. So you're only looking at a month that you have to give up. Um, It's not as hard as you think. And Mm -hmm. that kind of goes back to, now this is something else I want to go back to. Uh, I was reading in Exodus. No, I'm sorry. Psalms today about uh, false idols. Mm -hmm. And so I think, that the thing that we have to give up, like we were talking about when you gave up your Big Red. Right. Wasn't it Big Red that you gave up?
1: I did. Well, it was all yeah. diet soda.
0: Okay. All so soda. And what did, I, what did I give up? I gave up TV, right, for 21 days? Yeah. Yes. Except for mm-hmm. the news. That's the only thing I did not mm-hmm. give up was the news. Mm-hmm. But it's anything that uh, distracts you from uh, your relationship with God. Right. So that's where you, you know, if you're thinking about giving up something for Lent, it's something that's going to bring you closer to God by giving it up. And it's a false idol. And everybody has them. Everybody has a false idol. It could be, it could be movies, it could be TV, it could be food, soda, uh, money, work. I mean, all of these things, you know, if they're getting in the way of your relationship, that's...
1: Yeah. So I agreed 100%. Yeah.
0: So. All right, I think I covered everything on my list. I'm so proud of myself. All right. I tried to do it in a timely manner. So, we're under an hour.
1: We are. We are. Woo-hoo.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're done, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So, Uh, that's it for today everybody thank you always uh for joining us we never know what time of day it is morning noon or night who knows could be a year from now we don't know but we're just glad that you're able to stop and uh join us and uh listen or watch and so i will see you guys on monday
1: i'll see you next week